Good evening, fantasy footballers and the gents across the nation. This is the Championship Formula with your host, Mike Plymo. Joining me tonight is to my left is going to be the Cajun Raider, Mike Wielden. When you fall asleep, I'm going to punch you square in the face. Oh, I love it. I can't oh wait. <laughs> Sitting across from me is going to be the casual Josh Kenny. Here I am, ladies and gentlemen. There he is. And to my right, as always, the nation, Vinny Gonzalez. Let's go. All right. All right. So how do we enjoy all of those upsets? Five out of the six games were upsets against the spread. Vinny, what was your favorite game? Uh, yeah, I was watching Tom Brady get annihilated oh, by the Cowboys. About that one. No, I mean, my favorite game, you know what? The Dolphins-Bills game was really entertaining to see the Dolphins go in there with their string quarterback and really give them a game. And up until the point where it was fourth and one, if that delay of game doesn't happen, I'm confident they probably would have converted. We probably would have had a tie game. And who knows who gets the ball first. Could you imagine? Buffalo out first round. Ooh. Let's not imagine that. No, I, I know. know, I know. I got to tell you, I was shocked at how well Skylar Thompson played. Did he play well? I or think did he the did. Defense play well? No, I know they I, gave up a lot of points, but uh, if some of the drops were atrocious, they were. I couldn't that get first one to Jalen Waddle for like a thirty-yard gain that he just right. dropped. Oh, yeah. come on! You got to help him out, man. For sure, got to. He had know. another one later in the game. Tyreek Hill had Tyreke. an easy drop. Right. I think it was Jeff Wilson had an easy drop. I mean, they, they were dropping him left and right. He didn't lose the no. game for him. No, he, he definitely did not. Did not. Yeah. He definitely did not. That defense was really good, though. Man. Hopefully, people have watched that game and learned from it. The ones that are going to play them next, you know, obviously it's going to be the, you know, you know, they're all watched film, but you know, that's the third time they played the Dolphins. These division games that end up being wild card games where you've seen your opponent twice. Historically, they say it's going to be a very close game. You know each other well. You've seen each other's tendencies. They were all over Josh Allen, man. They were. Yeah. Bills are still light years ahead of the Dolphins in my eyes. It's just that they played them three times in one year. You know, I, I still like the Bills long term here. Yeah, and each you think the game changes with Tua in. Probably, yeah, I, yeah. Chemistry, he, yeah. but man, it does. But uh, the drops were there. They were right. there. Um, right. But two, maybe they're used. I mean, it, just saying rotation. Scott, yeah, rotation. It's completely different. Lefty, coming out of, righty. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. The Bills came out, man. We all thought after the first quarter, Josh Allen has 150 yards. Stephon Diggs has 96. It was they were going to be boat raced. Yep. And it's easy to say, oh, if Tua would have been in there, they would have won. We don't know how that game would have right. went. We don't know how the Bills would have, you know, continued to play as the game went on. They kind For of sure. got a little lackadaisical after that first quarter, you know. Yeah. And with the record, I mean, realistically, Tua might have got hurt in the first quarter with, you know, somebody <laughs> touched him. Right. He's got a concussion, and now Skyler's coming in without all the first team reps all week. Maybe he is a little bit rusty. Maybe those drops aren't drops with miscues. Good point. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah, I, I actually really enjoyed the second half of the Jags game. Trevor yeah, Lawrence wow. looked like yeah. garbage in the first half, and the way he stormed back in the second half was incredible. I was I went to sleep uh, right at halftime. Woke up with about five minutes left in the game. I've even texted you, Vinny, and I, that was great. That, was, that last five minutes was freaking awesome. I was I was impressed. Did anyone happen to see the Doug Peterson interview going into the locker room at, after the end of the first half? No. No. What did he say? Cool is the other side of the pillow. Said no. All we got to do is we just got to you know get it back one one at a time. And it was just really slow and smooth. He wasn't like, oh, man, you know, these guys, you know, our defense is letting us down a little bit. There was no negativity. It was all, no, this is what we got to do. We just that guy's amazing. Yeah. I, I, I love him. Completely underrated. And uh, I'm glad to see that he went to a team with a promising young quarterback and an up-and-coming team. It's it's nice to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as the other games go, Giants. Bengals, Ravens. That. The that the- game was wild. I'm going to be honest with you. Easiest I one fell asleep by the end of the game. Oh. Yeah. I don't doubt it. I, I, it was the easiest one to predict, though. I, I knew that Baltimore, no matter who played quarterback, would keep it close. I just knew it. Even when like the Bengals went up 10-0, I'm like, I'm not worried. Bengals aren't going to score enough points to get me worried. You know, It's just because the Ravens play them so good. They're division opponents. They see themselves all the time, year in, year out. It's yeah. always a slugfest, man. It is. Yeah, I, final game, the Monday night game. I was really rooting for Tom. I didn't watch that game at all. Didn't even watch a snap. Wow. I followed okay. it on my phone. No, no kidding. 
Yeah, yeah. I was really disappointed. Um, I kind of like started dozing a little bit after halftime when Tom was playing like shit, and I was actually happily surprised when I woke up the next day. I had 31 points sitting in my right. quarterback slot. So right. honestly, I was okay with it because I, I really thought he was going to be in that seven points. A lot of garbage yeah. time, man. For sure. Listen, they, they got into playoffs at 8 and 9. I've been saying it all year. This Tampa team just hasn't been right. There's more problems than, than that Tampa Bay team wants to admit themselves. You know, I talked to Matt. Matt's a huge, huge Cowboys fan, Nishas. And, yep. you know, we, we made a joke. Oh, Tom's never lost to the Cowboys. You know, he's you know 7 and 0. And we laughed. I'm like, yeah, even I don't buy into those kind of stats. I mean, Cowboys were a better team. They played like the better team. The thing that got me was early on, there was two three and outs by Dallas. Two three and outs by Tampa Bay. Immediately. Dallas gets the ball, and I'm thinking, defense playing well. Dallas comes down, they hit the touchdown, miss the extra point. I'm like, 6 0, that's nothing. Tom gets the ball, brings them all the way down, throws the red zone pick. Hasn't thrown one since 2019. Everything changed. It's like Dallas sure. got the ball, and they were like, oh, we can beat these guys. Yeah. And they never looked back. The only time I kind of felt there's a glimmer of hope, it was the end of the third quarter, 24 0. Tom leads them down, they score, they go for two, they miss it. They make it 24-8. I'm like, there's still hope. And I know everybody sitting in that stadium didn't want to see 24-8 if they're a Cowboys fan. For sure. You know? <laughs> but Dallas did what they've been doing all game. They grabbed the ball, went down, scored again, just put it out of reach, man. It was, yeah. it was hard to watch, you know, but not surprised. I didn't really have Buccaneers really advancing. I said if they did, it wouldn't surprise me. But I didn't feel confident picking them to win more than a game, if a game. I can tell you, um, so Paul who's also in the league with us, he, he picked the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. And, and I said, man, like, are you drinking already? Like, what's wrong with you? Um, and so the whole time he was texting me during that game, like, what, what do you have to say now? I've known Paul a long time. Paul's always been against Tom Brady. He's a typical New Yorker. And if he hears this, he knows it's true. He hates Tom Brady. He's picked against Tom Brady every single time. And anybody that picks against Tom Brady every single time, I'm sorry, you just came out on the losing end there. For sure. So, but... I will say this. He's right about the Cowboys. This is a real team. I think that they can certainly upset the 49ers. And if they do, I won't be surprised. Brock Purdy's a rookie quarterback. He didn't win one playoff game. Now you're playing some big boy teams. Dallas generated a ton of pressure. (sighs) Micah Parsons. Tom didn't play well, but I I want someone to tell me what quarterback's going to play well with the type of pressure Micah Parsons put on them. Do you think that if you take out Tom Brady and put in Patrick Mahomes and he's seeing that pressure the whole game, you think he's going to be just fine? Ain't going to happen. Micah Parsons lived in the backfield. Lived in it. If they could redo that draft, where does Parsons go? Because he went to Dallas at what, like number 12? It was number 11, 13, like somewhere in that 11 to 14 range. I have a problem with them calling him a, a linebacker, first and foremost. He's not a linebacker. He's a defensive end. He plays no coverage. And when he does, he's not. He's average. Right. What he's good at is rushing the quarterback. He generates enormous amounts of pressure. That's not a linebacker. He's not Ray Lewis to me. Ray Lewis could go in coverage. Right. Ray Lewis can go out in space. Michael Parsons will go out in space. I would yeah. challenge him to go guard a tight end. He'll get roasted. There you go. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And tonight, just to let you know, the official sub of the championship formula is going to be Mash Hoagies, the best subs in Brevard, where they have their specials every single day during the week for all of us uh, blue-collar workers. That's going to be a half hoagie and a cup of soup or chili for Mm $8.99. Go in there, say hi to Sonny, and don't forget to ask him for that 10% discount. Tell him that you heard about us, heard about him through the championship formula. I am wearing a blue-collar tonight, by the way. Yep, on purpose. Thank you. And we are back. All righty, guys. We're going to pick up where we left off last week, and that's going to be with our quarterback rankings. We're going to go over where the ADP was at the start of the season, where they finished, what went wrong, what we got right, and uh, why why we do the things we do during the draft. And we're going to try and cover some of this stuff. I'm going to start off at number 16. Number 16 was Tua. Does anyone want to guess Tuba. where he finished the year? Top seven, top four, top five, top six, uh, maybe seven. Josh, or Josh, what do you think? I'm looking right at it, so I can't give you an honest answer. Oh, damn it. Josh. Okay. 
Mike? Yeah, I'm looking at it too. Top six, seven. Okay, seven. so points per game, he finished number five, right behind Mr. Joseph Burrow and ahead of Justin Fields. So anyone who took Tua, the games that he was in, he smashed it for you. Don't forget, he missed a lot of the, missed several games where he missed half of the game, three quarters of the game. Yeah. So for him to put up an average of 24 points a game with those games included, the games he actually did play, he was pushing 30. So Tua could have really helped you get to the playoffs. Unfortunately, at the end of the season, a lot of injuries. So he finished number five points per game. Are we looking at that for next season? Vinny, is he a top five for you next season? No, I, I can't trust him to stay healthy. He's been banged up so much. I think he had a great year, but there's there's a few guys that I think I can slot in comfortably ahead of him. Okay. And there's questions about his future. I'm not so con- so convinced he'll be the quarterback next year, even if they say he's going to be the quarterback next year. Okay. Raider, Tua, where is he sitting for you? Is he a number one at least? Is he a top 12 quarterback? No, not okay. at all for the same reasons that Vinny said. I mean, I'm really concerned about this guy's health. I mean... You know, the concussion situation is a real thing, man. For sure. Mm-hmm. And he's he's been through some of the worst of it. So I'm really concerned more so about this guy as a person than a football player. Okay. Yeah. So, Cash, let's say next season, coming into ADP, Miami has signed no one. Tua is going to be the starter. They've given him a vote of confidence. He looks to be healthy. He played most of the preseason. It comes draft day. Is Tua a number one for you? No. Okay. He's one hit away from being out of the <laughs> he's league. A, he's a one hit away. One hit away. Really? He's, yeah. a, he's a low end one for me. It's just I, I don't really want to draft him. Mahomes, gotcha. Allen, Hurts, Burrow, Fields, Lamar, Kyler if he's ready, Jared Goff, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, Kirk Cousins. Zach Prescott. Kirk is right there, like at that fringe where he's not quite a number one. Okay, but, but, exactly. You know, so do you take Kirk or Tua? Um, if Tua's still there, I'll probably take Tua with Kirk Cousins insurance. Okay, right. So follow it up immediately right, with another up. pick. All right, because he's going to miss games. He, he's a small guy. Jared Goff or Tua? Jared Goff, all the way. Not even close. I don't even think. Daniel Jones or Tua? Daniel, Daniel Jones. Daniel all day. Daniel. Oh, wow. Only quarterback in the history. No, I'm sorry. One of the only nine quarterbacks in the history of the NFL to throw for over three thousand yards and run for over seven hundred in a season. Only nine guys have done it. Okay. I mean, if you really want to start getting into names that I'd start debating, Mac Jones or Tua. Oh, Tua. Woo! Mac Mac Jones is healthier. All right, right. are you ready? You yeah. have to say this with a straight face. Yeah. Russell Wilson or Tua. Russell. Ooh. Yeah, I like Russell as a buy low next year. I'm 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 staying on that train. I'm okay. I'm really worried about Tua's health, man. One hit, yeah. and he may uh, he might he might not come back ever. I agree. Is that game two? Is that game? 16? Right, right. I don't know. You're, you're taking a number one quarterback. Three concussions in one season? It's That's lot, too much, man. man. It's a lot. No okay. What did you say last week? The, the best ability is... Um, Availability. And that's the problem. Tua is great in the games he plays, but if he misses six, it's the like Christian McCaffrey effect that we were worried about this season. It didn't happen, but the prior sure. season it did. Like in the games he played, he yeah. was great, but he only played like five, so it's like. Oh, and this ain't tweaking you know? an ankle or spraining an yeah. ankle. This is head injuries, and they're taking really Serious. hard looks at that stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Anything questionable, they'll pull him out of the game now. Yes. All right, so the next one is about as reliable as it gets, and I think you know who I'm about to say. That is going to be Mr. Kirk. I always finished in the same three spots, Cousins. He was drafted number 15. He finished, I want to say, number 15. If not, it was one away every year. Every year that guy does the same damn thing. He's just Mr. Consistency. And uh, next year... I, th- I think that's an easy one, right? You just draft him as your number 13, 14, 15 quarterback and give you great insurance if you missed out on one of the top four guys, the Burrow, Allen, Mahomes, and Hurts. He misses no games. Ever. He has a great supporting cast. Yep. He finished seventh in terms of total points for the season. And on a points per game basis, he's at 21 and a half. That's great insurance. And even he is, he's fringe qb1 he's a guy that you can play more often than not and sometimes you get lucky he does go nuclear he has those games where he can really blow up you know yeah. so i did look at it wrong he he did finish number 11 uh points per game ppr okay so yep. yeah so he's a fringe qb1 and you know total points he's ranked number seventh i believe in total he, points yeah he's the guy that doesn't win you a league 
He doesn't lose you a league, but he allows you to draft another skill player as a receiver or if it's a flex guy or running back, you can take that extra pick. And Kirk Cousins is probably still going to be on the board, and you got him. Right. For sure. So you what, know? what right. round? What round? Uh, for Kirk Cousins, he's probably going to be like a round nine guy, like pick yep. 96. That somewhere sounds in about there. right. What was his ADP? That's an easy way to look 15. it up. Yeah. 15 as a every quarterback, year. but his overall ADP was 116, mm. so we're right there. Yeah. So he's averaging about 116th overall, so I'll say 9th to 10th round. Yeah. Okay. He lets you grab another receiver off the board and right. still have him. In 12-team PPR leagues, just <laughs> yeah. to make sure everyone knows. So oh, yeah, of round. course. All right. Well, so that was Kirk Cousins, same old, same old. Uh, the next guy, oof, Mr. Raider, your Derek Carr, sitting at number 14, was his ADP preseason. Where did he finish at? Not that. It was. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm scrolling. Hold on. I gotta hit page two. Go ahead. Look at that while I you say that. Page in his defense, in in Raiders' defense of of uh, Derek Carr, I did believe Derek Carr was going to come into the season and put up QB one numbers. I didn't. I never said top five because he always seems to finish like right out of it. Mm-hmm. I really did believe he was going to break that eight to twelve range yeah you know kip Cajun obviously felt better about it finishing on the upper tier i just thought there were so many guys in front of him that i, I really saw finishing ahead of him no matter what um I, I i do think it's blasphemous that he hasn't broke that yet that he hasn't finished in that 8 to 12 range i i don't understand it all jokes aside he is a very good quarterback he's he had good players around him for sure and he just hasn't come through so what do you take from that you got to trust your eyes. You got to believe what the production is, right? At this point, we have so much tape on him, so many years. I don't think it matters where he goes. What, what situation he's going to go to is going to be better than what he had. For, so, for what, him to have Josh Jacobs this year, Raider, you watched him every game. Yeah. He's got one of the top running backs in the league. Young guy. He has one of the top wide receivers in the league. Mm-hmm. He has a good offensive mind. I know that the offensive line was a little banged up. You watched it week in and week out. What did you see? from Derek Carr because I think at one point this season you actually felt like he was turning a corner well to me it has his game completely changed he was so good at what I thought was what made him so good he just consistency is what he needed so we talk about like you know the Steelers they've had that you know they typically keep one head coach for several years they don't flip-flop coaches Derek Carr has gone through like you know five different head coaches and you know like a very short period of time and there's no consistency there I can tell you one thing what I saw with my eyes was that his game completely changed this year normally he would go through all his checks and he would throw the ball and get rid of it this year, he held on to the ball longer than I've ever seen him. But I'd make love your to point. Look at I want you said he's good at this, but you're not. What is he good at? What is he good at? You look at Derek Carr. What is he good at? Making great decisions, reading defenses, going through his progressions, and getting rid of the ball so when you, it's not there. You're just saying he held on to it too long more this often year, than not. This year, I couldn't believe how long he was holding on to it. It was mm-hmm. horrible. So, and I and I blame that on the coaching staff. I think the coaching staff. It looked like a completely different. It looked like a completely different team this year. And I I do not blame Derek Carr. In fact, I will stick. I'll plant my flag on Derek Carr right now. Whatever team he goes to next year, I guarantee you, you're going to see the Derek Carr that I was waiting to see with the Raiders. The Raiders failed him on every level. Where do you want to see him go? If you could choose. Yeah. Throw some teams out there. Let's see. Um, Jets. Jets. No. Ravens. No. Because Lamar's probably not staying. Giants. No. Ship him down to Miami. Can he do a good a job Ooh, as Daniel Jones Miami? did? Miami. He would. <laughs> yeah, but hold on. You know, we can ship half the league to Miami. Yeah. Tom Brady goes to Miami. He'll lead the league in passing. Yeah. Like that's not saying much. If I put him in New York, will he do as good as Daniel Jones? No. 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 Their offensive I don't line think is so. gross. Is Daniel Jones a better quarterback than Derek Carr? So he's, he's more elusive. He certainly played like it with yeah. less. I actually, you know what? The Jets, they they have some. They I, some, I got one. They have something going on. I, got, I, already, I just figured it out. Drop it. I, I just go. figured it out. You guys ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Washington Commandos. Oh wow. I mean, yes. If you went to Washington, the one thing I know about Derek Carr, like we can't argue, he's a dude's dude. He is someone that people respect. 
And when he takes the podium, people listen. Right. His teammates love him, dude. Like you can tell they like love the guy. He would be the complete polar opposite of what Carson Wentz is, which is a um, destructive. Bag of shit. He's a destructive <laughs> force. Yeah. He really is. But yeah. if he went to Washington, actually, I like that. There's right? a lot actually, of weapons good. up there. I'd rather have him than Sam Howell. I mean, Sam Howell For needs sure. time to develop. Learn behind Derek Carr. You got Terry McLaurin. You got Dawson. Okay. You got the tight end and Logan Thomas. Right. Yep. You and got you got two, two capable solid running, backs. running backs for sure. Right. And, ex- and JD and a good decent offensive defense. line. And a good offensive line. Yeah, and yeah. decent defense. So yeah, I actually think there Washington would be a yeah. cool fit. And I'm kinda happy for the guy. I mean, he's been like and it's kind of made me question my my fan, my fanatic you know, stance with the Raiders. Like it's like how can you be a fan of a team that you completely disagree with every single move that they ever make? It's like I never the draft in the draft, I'm always like, what the hell are we thinking? Why did we draft right. this guy here? It's been like that for years for you guys. It is. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And so, like, at what point do you just say, I mean, I can't because I'm a Raider for life. But the I'm Buffalo like, ba- well, I feel you, that we way. can always circle the wagon. <laughs> I feel There's that way about Buffalo the Patriots, man. I do. I feel that way about the Patriots. I hate all the decisions in the draft. But the difference is half of them tend to work out as long as they're not receivers. Well, it's ours don't. Right, and that's the problem. Ours go down so, in burning flames. Literally. <laughs> yeah. You guys went out and got arguably the best receiver in the league and still couldn't really make it yeah. happen. Hey, you got Max Crosby right. That was a pretty yes. big pick. Fourth round pick. Mac, I love Max that Crosby, guy. Max Crosby, that's a great pick. Yeah, and man. Farrell, is he even on the team now? Or No. No, he was gone? No. Yeah. And, and you know what? Fourth not for nothing, overall. Josh Jacobs ended up being a lot better than we thought, you know? For sure. He's an Alabama running back. You just assume he's going to be great. But until this year, he didn't really show it to he the was never ba- we Yeah, he was never bad, though. He was never he bad, He was always though. very consistently. But he was, he was Kirk pick. Cousins. Like, he was a draft pick, so I'm just yeah. trying to, I'm pointing out, like, the good ones. Like, yeah. Max Crosby, Josh Jacobs. And there's an offensive lineman, too, that they drafted. I don't know his name because I'm not a huge Raiders fan, but there's one guy they drafted that Colton. I thought. Was it Colden? Yeah. Okay. Well, regardless, it was a good pick. So there's yeah. three solid picks there. It's hard to there draft, man. Like, yeah. It's hard. It's All not right. easy. It's an unproven science. All right. So Daniel Snyder, who's definitely listening to this podcast, <sighs> go get him. Go get him. What are you waiting for? Yeah. He's not going to have a team to come back to, man. They're, they're going to yeah. get him out of there. You could also go get the next guy on the list, and that's going to be at number 13, injured at the start, Mr. Trey Lance. What happens to him? <sighs> I know you preach the draft capital, or capital but um, the further Brock Purdy pushes into the playoffs the less chance you have of, of them giving Lance that starting shot right out of training camp what? or whenever he comes back from that injury. Yeah, like what do you do in that situation? That's uh, a- I'm going to stick by my original thought, and that is follow the money. Follow the draft capital. They gave up a ton for him. I think if he had stayed healthy, Kyle Shanahan would have made him an extremely usable quarterback. Okay. Do you, do you remember Matt Flynn and when he went to sign for Seattle for all that money? All that money. And then that same offseason, Pete Carroll said, yeah, we're not going to start you. We're starting Russell Wilson. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I get what, you, what you're saying, but if Brock Purdy finds a way to beat the Cowboys and goes into Philly, and that's a game. I don't yeah. know if he's saying win it. Just If that's a game where you could say, man, Brock Purdy almost got him over the hump. It's going to be hard to bench that guy unless Tom Brady comes to town. I, I really believe it. I, I I haven't seen enough in Trey Lance. I just know that he sat out, sat out a year and then he played D3. He played D3 first, sat out a year, and then got drafted. Yeah. He's I mean, got he a might big hill to climb. Big it hill. is, man. It is, man. Brock Purdy, man, for, for all his faults, you know, and he does have some. When, he, when the player is wide open, when he is throwing to wide open receivers, he's nine for ten for 155 yards in the playoffs and like two touchdowns. Wow! When the receiver is covered, he's like four for eleven with 75 yards and two balls that would have been picked. So I love Purdy, but when you the stats don't lie, I believe that men lie, women lie, numbers don't. That tells me <laughs> that he's being schemed up incredibly well. Yeah. And you've been saying it for a while, and we know the Kyle Shanahan effect. My eyeballs tell me something totally different, but those numbers tell a different story. So are you looking great because of all these open receivers in the scheme? Because when they're covered and you got thrown in tight windows, it's kind of shaky. And out of the 300-some-odd yards he threw for against Seattle, 180 of them were after the catch. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, but with Lance, I, I guess I, from watching Justin Fields early in the season – very shaky, shaky offensive line. He didn't really have his footing yet and didn't know what he wanted to do with the ball. It was a monsoon, so, too. Remember? You you watched it. It was a monsoon yeah. that first game. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, just to, to defend even, him a little bit, it was a monsoon. I, I'm, I guess I'm more talking the first half of the season. So when I see it's just, it didn't look right in the beginning. But by the right. end of the year, we're now talking 
oh, Justin Fields could be like a top six quarterback next year. Right. I don't know that Trey Lance is going to be Justin Fields, but to show that they have a very similar skill set. I misunderstood you. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah, you were no, talking no. about Justin Fields. I, I thought you were talking about Trey Lance that first game. I was just saying it was Monsoon. Yeah. Yeah. Just, so I'm with you I, I, would like to th- I would like to think that Trey Lance still has enough upside and they gave up enough draft capital that Brock Purdy has won himself a nice backup job and that Lance is going to be the starter next year. How tall is Brock Purdy? Do you know off the top of your head? I know you're good with physical stats like that. Six foot tall. On the money? I believe it's like six foot and There's a quarter. Just, you're right. There's just not a lot of Drew Brees no, out there. No, and you got he doesn't have the accuracy of Drew Brees. He doesn't have the... the. He has a moxie. I know that. He looks like a guy a that just... I know. It's one of those intangible things. No one like. Sure. There, there's something about the kid, though. Yeah, yeah. There's something about the kid. It's hard not to root for this kid. I, I, I root for him hard, man. I, Purdy? I, I want him to see him win. Okay. I think he's going to run into a buzzsaw against Dallas. Spoiler alert. Okay. I think you are correct. I, I think Dallas takes this. No way. Yeah. All right. I hope not. For, That's for, for the for next this, episode, guys. For That's for the next episode. Oh, whoops. <laughs> um, no, I, I do understand what you're saying, but I, I still think uh, – so we're, we're split on this one, but I do believe that Lance is going to be the starter, and I do believe that Lance is going to be a – top 15 quarterback next year i think he's going to be bordering on one Ooh, yep that's bold wow. flag. that's bold yeah that's big sure? flag yeah that's a big one i'm not i'm not with you on that but i do hope he turns around because he's yeah. had a string of i know why mike's saying it. he thinks kyle shannon can turn anybody into a good quarterback he is up to this correct point, he is he correct has. if Derek carr went to san francisco i would state right now Derek carr is a number one quarterback Absolutely. if tom brady goes to san francisco i will tell you tom brady will regain his status as an elite quarterback. If Malik Willis gets traded to San Francisco. If Malik Willis gets traded to San Francisco, he will be pouring Gatorade (laughs) into the mouths of the other players. Okay. So So that's where you draw the line. I just wanted to make sure. He he won't even miss. It'll be like direct hit onto the uvula (laughs) back there. It's it's not even going to be an So he'd be the best water guy they had. For sure. I love that. (laughs) There you go. So the next guy. We have to wonder, is he even going to come back this for this? He's won a Super Bowl. He played in Motown for years, sucking it up. Um, always had the talent, always had the arm talent, but was it ever enough to get over the hump in Detroit? Probably not. He goes to L.A., and there he is. Number 12, Matt Stafford. Finished the year on IR. and um, Does he ride off into the sunset and just not worry about it anymore? Obviously on a low note with the injury and the bad season, but like you said... Does he do it? He was horrible. I mean, it, he was horrible last year. There's really no other way to say it. The guy averaged 15 points a game. If he doesn't come back, is that a possible landing spot for Mr. Carr? Oh. Well, I, well, it's been confirmed Matt Stafford is going to come back, so we can put that to rest. He said he's going to come back. The okay. wife said he's going to come back. Oh, that's right. Right. So it's definitely so, happening. So let's operate like he is going to come back, and let's look at the team. I think the thing that really changed was the loss of Andrew Whitworth to retirement. That line you know, was disgusting. Line. Horrible. Everything McVay does is predicated off play action and run game. It wasn't there. He was pressured immensely. Then you got the injury to Cooper Cup. You got no viable second receiver. And the worst part about this whole thing is you have no draft capital. How, how did they get better? What's he coming back to? He's not coming back to anything. Right. I mean, Sean McVay coming back is a, is a boom for the for team. For sure. Because without him, I think you're really thinking this is going to be a full-blown rebuild. They're going to have to sell yeah. off pieces yeah, and get draft Yeah, you're talking picks. like three, three years before you're right. relevant again at least. You got, you're going to have to move Cooper Cup to a contender, get some picks. You're going to have to move... Matt Stafford to another team if he wants to keep playing more than likely get some picks you know you saw Aaron Donald put uh, former in his uh, Twitter profile did he yeah and then he changed it back real quick but he put former um, uh, Ram I believe wow. so he's a two-time defensive player of the year correct yeah so yeah. that tells you he's either he's waffling for sure whether he's even going to continue to play I mean, you see him you see JJ Watt incredible players Hall of Fame players that this game is brutal this game yeah. beats people down. You see the concussions. You see, I mean, how many these guys are hitting each other on yeah. every single play. If Aaron Donald retires, that would be a bigger blow than Matt Stafford retiring because I think the strength of this defense has. I'm sorry, the strength of the team has to turn to the defense. I just don't think offensively, it's going to be the same that we've been expecting the past couple of years. Now with Cooper Cup coming off that injury, Stafford coming off a down year, not having that second receiver. Yeah. 
I mean, I worry about it. You know, I think they're going to have to turn into a running team that plays really solid defense. And if you yeah. lose Aaron Donald, I think it starts exposing the back end. Jalen Ramsey already kind of looks like he's on the downswing. Yeah, yeah. He for hasn't sure. Been elite. Yeah, I mean, I guess for Stafford, 15 is by far his worst season of his entire career. It seems like you just see, you just saw the floor. It can't get any worse. And sure. I know that, oh, it can always get worse, but no. that that was his worst. That yeah. was his absolute worst right. season of his career. He's not old. No. Guys, he, he's not in his 40s. He's in his early to mid-30s. I think he's 34 years old, maybe 35. 34. 34. He's still a young pup in top Tom Brady's uh, land. Yeah, right. Sean McVay needs to look at this team and be realistic. I Offensive think, line. They can't contend next year, in my opinion. I don't see them coming back to relevance. No. I think the 49ers are better, and I think the Seahawks are better. I can't believe I'm saying that. Seahawks have better draft capital this year. They're only going to get better. Both teams made the playoffs. And the Cardinals, they're, they're, on, they're on par with the Cardinals, who are pretty much a dumpster fire right now, let's face it. So, yeah. You know, if I'm Sean McVay, if I'm the GM over there, I probably move Stafford to a contender, get some picks. I move Cooper Cup to some contender, right. get some picks. Cooper Cup's going to be 30, two major injuries, no second wide receiver. You have a young running back in Cam Akers you can build around. You need picks, man. You need draft capital ASAP. Mm-hmm. You yeah, got I mean, players. They've already mortgaged so much of their draft capital. To exactly. Yeah. If, and does Stafford want to come back to a rebuild? You right. can move Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald, man. If they want to play for a if contender. They play. Yeah. Yeah. Jan Ramsey would play. Aaron Donald, I'm not so sure. But yeah. Stafford got abused over there in Detroit, too, man. I watched so many games with that yeah. guy where his, it looked like he just got crushed by for a sure. semi-truck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've always loved Stafford, man. He, he, he was tough as He nails. was tough as nails, man, and he put up some monster seasons. He did. A lot of yardage. Yeah, a lot of yardage. He only had one great season with the touchdown and yardage combined. The rest right. of them were all in the well, low-mid-20s. He always had a lot of interceptions playing with some horrible Detroit teams. He just kept so, chucking, man. He did? He just kept chucking, man. Here's he a wasted talent there. In For Detroit. sure. Yep. yep. So the next guy on the list is number 11, Mr. Dallas Cowboy, Dak Prescott. He actually finished at number 15 in points per game, so it wasn't that far off. Um, this is a far cry from his 400-yard, two-touchdown average that he started two years ago before he got injured. But um, he's number 11, finished 15. Is he a number one quarterback next year, Vinny? Yeah, no doubt about it. He he's a low end, but you know a lot of this has to do with the fact he missed like four or five games in the middle of the season with a thumb. He didn't have opportunities to have those nuclear games as many opportunities as he would have had okay. had he been healthy. And he still averaged over twenty a game. Um, I'd feel comfortable taking him as a low end number uh, okay. one. Okay, late, late rounds. Let's yeah. be real. Dak Prescott has the name that gets him drafted higher than he should be. Right, sure. Is right. he worth paying up for, yes or no? That's the answer to that question. So Not top yeah. five, not top seven. Not for me. Uh, yeah. So let me ask you, Raider. Some Cowboy fan will take him off the board. Raider, you got Trevor Lawrence sitting there, and you got Dak Prescott. Now, you're not drafting the name. You are drafting your sheet where you can see, this is what I have these guys projected for, and I'm going to go with my picks. Who are you taking first? I would probably go with, uh, I guess, Prescott, actually. Okay. Josh? Jared Goff or Dak Prescott? They're both sitting in the same spot? Like, Dak Prescott's falling to me? No, no. You're looking at your number, and you're saying, well, I got to draft Dak right now. I'm sitting here in the seventh round. You know, all the big big names are off the board. Um, Brady is now playing in San Francisco. He's off the board. Give me somebody. Give me a receiver, a running back, and then I'll come back and draft Goff because he's still going to be there. There you go. That's just me. Vinny? I mean, I'm looking at his overall ADP. So he, he went last year number about 11. 88th overall. Yep. So that's seventh round. So yeah, seventh somewhere round. in the middle of the seventh round. So in my estimation, I, if he's there in the seventh round, what that tells me is I could potentially have a Jared Goff laying in the weeds there in round eight or nine. Yep. So if I look at my list and then I see that there's still a viable quarterback that I want, like in Jared Goff, I'd much rather win my flex, take a receiver running back there, and then come back and get a Jared Goff. There you go. You're drafting for value, and that is the correct way to do it. So, folks, just remember, next year, Dak Prescott's got a great name. Finish number 15 in points per game. The Cowboy fans are, there's going to be a Cowboy fan in every draft who's going to be all jacked up right. over their playoff run, and they're going to shoot their load way too early on Dak Prescott. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fact. Spider web. It's yeah, sure. a fact. Yeah. I just like his upside, just like I like Wilson's upside for next yeah. year. 
Right. Okay. And there, there's Zach plenty Wilson? of upside. Oh, <laughs> Wilson. The Russell Josh. one. <laughs> All right. So the next one might be the saddest, saddest pick for a top 10. I'm not looking at it. Is it Russ Wilson? It is. It hey. Is. <laughs> Let's ride. So we got Russ there Wilson is. there okay. at number 10. Um, and he was a, a killer of God. every team. If you drafted Russ Wilson, I'm actually shocked it's that low because I remember going into it like he's my number five. I was so happy Nobody to get him knows. as my QB. I think I got him as a QB too. Yep. Right. I was like, hell yeah. These yeah. guys are idiots. They don't even know what they're doing. Yeah, like yeah. Russell Wilson's going to be awesome this yep. year. Wow. Now he did finish. He did finish actually pretty solid, which saved his season a little bit. His last, I believe, three full games he put up over 20. He still finished the season under 18 points. He's at 17.8 for the year. Um, it was just atrocious. Uh, anyone that watched any of his games in the first 10 games, it was it was a train wreck. And you had to keep starting him. Again, yeah, you had to. Again, I'm going to blame the system, just like with Derek Carr. Yeah, and Hackett's a moron. He's a hack. Yeah. I, yeah. He's a hack. He is. He's a hack. Uh, looking at this, though, they had Russell Wilson. They say his overall ADP was 76. That means he was going like in the middle of the early, actually early sixth round. I never remember Russell Wilson going early sixth round. That has to be wrong. Yeah, this was an av- Just remember, these are an average of ESPN, Yahoo, and sure. uh, I think it's Roto Kings is what they did the average for. So that is actually real. And ESPN, it was an average of 11. Yahoo, he was number nine. That's that's positional, right? So he's going yep. as eleventh quarterback of the night. I'm saying overall, though, they're saying Russell Wilson number seventy-six. It just I couldn't fathom doing that last year in the sixth round, no matter how much I liked him, because you probably get him in the seventh or eighth, and then this year you're probably going to be able to get him in the tenth, eleventh, or twelfth. Right. You know. I, yes, he's are definitely going, going double digits. Yeah, of people course. are going down on him. And um, what are they doing? Oh, they're going down on okay. him. Okay. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I do Josh and catch it, but. I mean, honestly, I, I look forward to that value. I believe he will bounce back. And do I want my fantasy team to be built around as Russell Wilson, you know, turning it around as my QB1? No. But in these leagues, when you play 12 teams, two running backs, three receivers, a flex, a tight end, for me, it's really important to always win the flex and load up on running backs and receivers. And if I truly believe that Russell Wilson could return QB1 numbers and I can get them in round 10 through 12, money. then I believe I should win the league if I execute that strategy as long as I draft well in the other spots. Right. So it boils down to do you believe or do you not believe? Because it's going to take some balls to pass all the quarterbacks right. after watching what Russell Wilson did and then make him your QB1 in round 10, 11, or 12. Yeah. Here's the thing. I believe that the potential's there because he did it twice against the Chiefs. He had two good games against the Chiefs. And... That was basically it for the whole season. But Hackett is gone. They have the opportunity to put somebody good in that place. Right. I like Vinny's strategy. Yep. And you're not paying it. You're not paying up for him at all. Yeah. And if he turns out even middle of the road, you're happy. Yeah, for sure. All right. So the next guy on the list, believe it or not, was actually worse than Russ on the year. Finished really? with less points. Absolutely. So he finished in at 17 points even. And this is future Hall of Famer Aaron Rodgers, whose ADP was at number nine. He was horrible. I saw I saw it coming, man. I, I said the minute he lost um, Devontae Adams, he wouldn't even approach the number 30 in touchdowns. That I never gross. saw how people thought he could still replicate those numbers. Oh, because they drafted two receivers for the first time right. ever. Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, everyone was all excited. Bunch right. of idiots. I never, I, bro, I never took the bait. I told you many a time. I, yeah. I can't see him finishing as a QB1. Right. I avoided him, and I, I'll continue to avoid him. I, I, if he stays with Green Bay, if, right he, stays now, Green if Bay, he stays yeah. with Green Bay for next year, right now he's finishing in, at, I believe it was the number 21 quarterback. Right. Does he sniff even the top 15 for you? Probably barely, but it, it's he'll okay. be number 15. He'll be number, I'd much rather have Deshaun Watson. Okay, that that actually was who I was about to ask because for me I'm probably a little more down on Deshaun Watson, but I see where he still has tw- top twelve upside. The exact same with Aaron Rodgers. You hate to count out a Hall of Famer like that. Um, he is also like what seven years younger than Tom Brady, so he still has right. some life left. Mm-hmm. And if he uh, wants it, yeah, yeah. If I mean, he he's very holistic. It. He's probably super healthy. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's where we're kind of leaning with Aaron Rodgers. So if you mm-hmm. eat mushrooms, you're holistic. Yep. I mean, theoretically, yeah. Yeah, I had some on my pizza yesterday. It was great. Gotcha. Holistic. I'm super healthy now. I would draft Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson together if I could get away with it. 
Okay. I would wait on quarterback and draft both guys. And and it's it's one of those strategies where you're going to look like a genius, you're going to look like a moron. You're going to be chasing quarterback all year if you're wrong. Right. It's just sure. one of those decisions you have to make. But I'll know one thing. I will be stronger than anybody from running back to flex. Exactly. And yeah. then if I need to make a move, no problem. I got depth. And yeah. if you get lucky like a Geno Smith this year. Right. Yeah. You, lo- you work the waiver, you just never know. But if I'm right at quarterback and one of those guys finish QB1, like in the QB1 range. For sure. And then I'm loaded at every other position. Right. That's how you win fast at least. Dangerous, dangerous team then. Great value. Right. Great value. All right, guys. We're going to take a quick commercial break. Just reminding you that uh, we are sponsored by Mr. D's Delicious Pizza up there off Vieira Boulevard and 95. Go in, say hi to Mike, ask for the delicious Island Boy pizza. Yum. That That Mm. is a good pizza. That is a delicious pizza loaded with meats, a little mango habanero drizzle. That was Josh's favorite. They actually squirted a little extra drizzle into his mouth straight from Mike. It It was great. It costs like an extra three bucks, but it's worth it. Totally worth it. Yeah, it was incredible. And uh, just don't forget to go in. <laughs> Tell Mike you heard about the Island Boy Pizza yeah. by listening to the championship Happy formula. Ending, baby. With, and he will give you 10% off. Extra drizzle, please. Extra, right. baby. Yes, extra. The GOAT. Tom Brady. The GOAT. The GOAT. Bye. Preseason number eight. How do we feel about Tom Brady Welcome next season? Welcome to Raider Nation. <laughs> it's a He's realistic It's a realistic situation. Yeah, I didn't sure. believe it. I didn't believe it. I'm reading the tea leaves, and the more I read, the more I think it's going to happen. You know, Tom could have retired after last season, missing the playoffs by losing to the Rams at home. It was really close. Rams ended up going to the Super Bowl winning. And it would have been fine. He decided to come back to a team that he thought could really contend. The problem is the team just wasn't the same. You lose Shaquille Barrett early, a lot of other key injuries, players in and out of the lineup. This team never really got going, mm-hmm. couldn't run the ball. Chris Godwin right. started off real slow. And, you know, I don't think Tom Brady's play has diminished. And the reason I say that is because we, I think we all agree, if he ends up on the Raiders, I think it's fantasy, it's fantasy goodness. If he goes to the 49ers, it'd be fantasy goodness. If he goes to the Miami Dolphins, he'd probably lead the league in passing. So it's not that his skills has diminished, the team as a whole. And him not playing well for stretches because of the situations of the team, he yeah. didn't give you a return on investment. But I would not hesitate to draft him as a QB1 next year. Okay. He finished uh, with just point. Five points under Dak Prescott. Who are you taking first next year if he goes to San Francisco? If he goes to San Fran, the Raiders, or Miami, he's a QB1, and he's probably between that five and nine range for me. Yeah. Okay. And, I, I would agree with Miami for in, sure. You get him in a, in a, in a bargain, too. Right. Really you get a bargain on him, too. Yeah. You know, oh my gosh, Miami. <laughs> You'd have to contend with all the Miami fans in your league, too. Just like we talk about the Cowboy fans drafting yeah. Dak. Now you got to contend with the Miami guys. It would suck if he so. went there. <laughs> oh, my God. He would, be a, he would be a beast. He'd be yeah. giving it to the Patriots. I'd, I'd be so torn imagine? on Sundays, bro. Wow. Can you imagine? I mean, no, I bet not. I bet Hill and Waddle would not have to turn around from those throws. Right. Right. You know, no. they can just run and stride. Like, oh, my God, the ball's over my head. He'd be, he'll be, what, 46 next year? Yeah, he's still he still got an arm. Even, he wouldn't even skip a beat. Nope. He yeah. would be the Tom that we're used to seeing. In yeah. that playoff game, he was backing up for that Hail Mary at the end of the half. I don't know if you guys noticed it. He kind of just leaned back and flicked it, and he sent that thing 60 yards. I'm just like, holy smokes, you can still do that? Yeah. Like, yeah. He can get yeah. it down there. So For I, sure. Send Tom out west somewhere. Yeah. Okay. QB1, depending on the landing spot, though, could be higher, could be a little lower. Maybe 5 to 9, that's where I have him. Somewhere right. in there. Okay. Well, the next guy is definitely going higher than that, and that's going to be Mr. Joe Burrow. How did we miss? And when I, mean, I say he, miss, we all had him as a QB1, but... We, we didn't want to put him in the top five range. I didn't. Right. Neither did I. No, I'm with yeah. you. Neither did I. How did we miss it, though? Because he has all the recipe. He has a running game. He has two stud receivers. He has an offensive coach. I think I, I think it was a perception that nobody thought the Bengals were going to be in the Super Bowl. So the perception right. at draft time was that was a fluke. Super Bowl over good. this year. Yeah. yeah. Like, nah, he's not going to do it. Yeah. Right. He's not overly fast. He doesn't have an incredible arm. Right. Um, but he's cool. He he's is cool. really cool. He Enjoy. Is, but he's just—he's <laughs> cool, so calm under pressure. Yeah. He gets the ball exactly where it's supposed to be. His anticipation is incredible. His accuracy is second to none. He just—he doesn't have that—that that cannon that Allen and Mahomes have. 
He doesn't have the ability to scramble like a Hertz or Lamar Jackson or a Kyler Murray. He does everything very well, but he does not have the intangibles that those quarterbacks do. He just, he's more intelligent. He's Peyton Manning. Right. Ooh. And yeah. uh, he's very good looking. He looks like a young Johnny Depp. Uh, my significant Wait, other what? and my young two Johnny daughters. Depp, huh? yeah, he that's... looks like the kid from Home Alone, McCalkin. McCalkin kind of does look like Colin yeah, McCall, he kind of does. Bit. But pull up a picture of a young, young Johnny Depp and take a look before Johnny Depp started acting weird like Charlie and Chocolate Factory. Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah. Look at him as a young Johnny Depp. Uh, my significant other and and two of my older daughters think he's the best thing since sliced bread. Wow. Yeah, I do too. John Benny's feelings, by the way, everybody. It's hard in my house, guys. (laughs) We don't watch Bengals games. There you go. Well, I take it back. This weekend, I'm watching intently. Okay, so uh, next season. Here we go. Joe Burrow. He's on number five. Number five. Josh? Top five. Top five? Literally number five for me. No, not for me. Where's he at? Actually, maybe top four. You really, it's getting to the point now where you really have to isolate your top tier running backs that have the, the ability to run. I mean, top tier quarterbacks I can run. How about how about we do quarterbacks? Let's right. stick to the quarterbacks. Uh, right. I, I meant quarterbacks. Yeah. Your top yeah, your top tier quarterbacks sure. that that can run. In oh. no specific order: Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. That's three. Then we can talk about who's number four. I can I can name. Let's see. Herbert. A Lamar Jackson. A Justin no, not Herbert. Herbert. Oh, well, Herbert's not in there. At number four. I, for me, I think no, not for me. I don't know who's going I'm, above I'm Justin da- Herbert. Yeah, who's I'm definitely down on Herbert unless they change up that coach. If he's there again next year, they just uh, fired when, their offensive. Coordinator, yeah. So, Justin Fields, yeah. I'm, I'm right, but then you're, you're right back to Burrow at five. You can't find anybody else above Burrow's one. No, not really. That's what I mean. He's five. Lamar Jackson above Joe Burrow. Okay. Nope. No, I mean we haven't got but to Lamar Jackson to yet. But Any, anybody else? Nah. Because you make it sound like he's so far out of top five. I'm just, no I'm just saying. There's, he is top five. It's pretty. It's, five. Yeah, it gets pretty muddy right there at the four spot. It, For sure. It's, it's, like it's really hard to give me more than four or five guys above Joe Burrow. I just yeah. can't find them. Mm-mm. I only have three. Yep. There Joe we Burrow, go. Top five. All right. That makes it easy. I force if, you to accept it. Yeah. If uh, <laughs> so, you just have to know that going into next season, that it's not like a whole lot of value. You're not going to draft Joe Burrow as the number four quarterback and get number one numbers. He is. You're going to draft him at number four. He's going to finish at number four. Raider is so weird, bro. Raider is an LSU fan. Like a die-hard Louisiana State University Cajun fucking Raider, and he's over here telling me that there's a shitload of players above Joe Burrow. No, I can't believe I, you. No, I, I didn't I, say I, a shitload. I don't get it, dude. I didn't like, say a shitload. Well, then name them: Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, um, Jalen Hurts, Hurts that, Justin it. Fields, yeah. Justin Fields, because he literally was going to set the rushing record, and Chicago held him back. On rushing alone, he's a top five guy, like for real. Then what do you got above Joe Burrow, man? I mean, Joe Burrow Joey cool, Joey Burrow. was number four <laughs> on, on the year. He was number four on the year. Look at, at his weapons. His weapons are when, amazing. Yeah. When you say his name, guys, and then like rub your shoulders. <laughs> it's cold in here, man. It's nice. cold. It's cool. Okay, All moving right. on. Yeah, so the next one up is going to be number six preseason was Jalen Hurts. What a steal this year, man. Never happened again for us. Top I mean, he's he, to draft him three. at number six, you got number three numbers. I mean, he moved three spots up from where he was actually. Uh, that's Don't get me wrong. He still had an incredible season, but there's definitely guys that shot up 10, 12, 14 spots that were probably a little more value. Guys that you were drafting at the end of your draft, a Jared Goff. If I said Vinny, you can take Jalen Hurts in the fifth round, very beginning of the fifth round, or you can take Jared Goff in the 20th round you're probably thinking i think i'm going to take that 20th round jared goff pick thank you very much and i'm going to have t higgins on my team or i'm going to have another stud receiver on my team yeah so that's what it is is for me it's going to be the value jalen hurts is going to be a top three quarterback next year so this is what you have to say to yourself do you want to make your life easy next year when it comes to setting your lineup next year you're going to have in the end of the fourth Beginning of the fifth, depending on where you draft, you're going to have to ask yourself that question. I can get Jalen Hurts and never worry about that position again. And not just like set it and forget it, but you're also getting top four points from that position. Yep. So I do understand you're bypassing some great tight ends and by the name of, uh, oh, that's right, no one. And you're also <laughs> going to pass up maybe uh, T. Higgins in the late fourth, early fifth round, and you're probably going to bypass... Uh, I can't even think of a running back at that level that is going to set your team apart. So for me, 
I think I, I'm going to have to change my strategy a little bit next year and do that, set it and forget it. Yeah, but let's look at it real quick. Jalen Hurts has obviously jumped up a little bit, actually a lot of bit. Yep. Um, you're you're talking about taking him in places where Allen Mahomes are taken already. Twenty one yep. thirty. So, like you said, he's you're not going to get that fifty five pick out of him. I, I he's already say proven himself. That fifty five because I, I pulled up the I keep all the cheat sheets from every year. Yeah. From ESPN, if you look at their cheat sheet, he was going number 76 overall because that's an average that 55 is an average all fantasy pros between all the sites so on espn which is primarily where we do our 12 team drafts if he's going 76 he's somewhere between the sixth, sixth and round. seventh round yep. right okay so a lot of times if you didn't have someone high on jalen hurts he went more seventh to eighth if you had someone high on him they're drafting him right there at the sixth because you know they think he's not going to be available so i think if you were someone that drafted him there you got tremendous value Right. Mm-hmm. If you opened up the draft and you drafted running back, receiver, receiver, running back, tight end, receiver, and then your quarterback was Jalen Hurts, you were excellent. I'm just saying you're not going to get that opportunity now. He's yeah, going over. to go in the yeah. third or fourth round for sure. The, the yeah, the Amon Ra St. Brown effect, same thing. It's over. <laughs> you you don't get. You got to right. find the next guy next year. Right. In yeah. that 70s and who? Right. I mean, is there even? Is, who is it? Yeah. That's Weird. the question. No, nobody that I see. <clears throat> not yet, not yet. All right, well, so the number five guy is not going in the top five. He probably is not even going to go in the top ten, realistically, with his injury. He's probably not even going to be a number one quarterback next year. He's going to be someone that you draft, and hopefully he comes off the pup, with, pup list healthy and can help your team. And that is going to be Mr. Kyler, don't call me, mini-me, Murray. I'm done with this guy. How All many right. games... Do you think he's going to miss for starters? I think he'll start the season on the pup list and come but, back in week six. Was that six? Okay. Yeah. Does he get drafted somewhere? I know Deshaun Watson missed a lot more time. Does he fall into that range of quarterback for you? I take you? Deshaun Watson first. No, I know. I'm talking about coming off the suspension. Deshaun Watson fell, 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 fell this past year. Yeah. Does Kyler fall, fall, fall that far? Well, I mean, of course. You get in, more in, games out of him. In the right? football world, Every single player is ahead of schedule. Every single time. There's no one that's, oh, I mean, other than the the Baltimore Ravens, those guys are way behind schedule. J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, Lamar Jackson, they, that team refuses to put people ahead of schedule. But for me, Kyler Murray misses the first five weeks. If you can draft, if you feel that he still has top 10 upside, you could draft someone like a, Kirk Cousins, like a Deshaun Watson, like a Russell Wilson that has the potential to maybe hold the fort down for the first five weeks. And if Kyler Murray comes back and gives you number seven, eight, nine numbers, you're set. And it's someone you can probably draft in the 12th round. Vinny? Right. I think you're right. So so Kyler Murray is an interesting case, obviously. He has all the talent in the world. Yep. Rookie of the year. Second year, takes the team to the playoffs. Finish as a QB1 in every single season he's played. Can run, can throw. He has all the intangibles. The issue with Kyler Murray in redraft leagues is just that he's going to miss too many games to warrant a QB1 selection. So you can't draft a team and make him your QB1 unless there is absolute certainty that he is going to be back within the first two or three games of the season. He can miss two or three games and still finish QB1. In fact, he's done just that. He's missed games in all these seasons where he has been a QB1. So it's not unheard of for a guy to miss a couple games, three games, and still finish as a QB1. It's very, very possible. Yeah. But I'm going to operate until I'm told otherwise that he just won't be ready. He'll start on the pup, miss four to six games, and that's it. And, and you just live with it. In dynasty leagues, however, this is a tremendous buy-low opportunity. And if you're going to make a move, make it now. I have him in dynasty. If you get him now and Sean Payton takes that job, you're done. You're not going to be able to acquire him. I would never sell them to anybody. It's over. This is your time, if you're doing a dynasty auction, to go ahead and get them on the cheap. He'll never be cheaper. In redraft leagues, you got to stay away for now. Yeah. What, so is D-Hop going to be there? With or without him, they, they'll have I don't think talent. he is. No, they're going to move him. They said they're going to move him. Yeah. yeah they, they said they're going to move him. They're going to trade D-Hop, you know? Yeah. But what's left there? Well, what's left is still going to have Marquise Brown on the outside. Um, Dorch. Dorch provided tremendous value down the stretch. Right. They have two slot guys, essentially, with Dorch and Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore showed flashes as well. So you got Marquise Brown, Dorch, Rondell Moore, and then Trey McBride at tight end looked really, really good. 
So there's pieces there. And if Sean Payton comes in, you can be assured they're going to score a lot of points, and he's yep. going to be the catalyst for sure. All right, so injury is going to be the one knock on that guy for next season. <coughs> Just tough to build around him. Can't do it, man. It is. A redraft. So uh, number four, Lamar Jackson finished the season out. I think he missed what his last four games. I think he missed the last four games of the season. Always seems to be a little bit banged up every single year, or maybe a touch of COVID, whatever it is. He actually finished number eight in points per game. He's always been a number one quarterback since he came into the league, um, varying in where he goes from number one all the way down to number nine. So he's number four right now. Do we think he stays with Baltimore? Vinny? I think Lance, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Lamar has been good enough to play all year. You know, not all year, I'm sorry. Ever since he got hurt, he's had enough time to get healthy. I don't think he's playing because he doesn't want to risk himself. He pretty much feels like, wait a second, you want me to come out here and put myself at risk, but you're not meeting me at the table, yeah, and smart. you don't want to pay me. So it's a game of chicken, and I think his days in Baltimore probably are done. Right. I just don't think they're going to pay him. And um, it's going to be bad for Baltimore. It's going to be great for whoever gets him. What about him with the Jets? Yeah, yeah, I, I think, think he, he has his sights on Miami. I think he's he going to my, back home to Miami. Oh, man, wow. he's, he's a Hollywood guy. He's from Hollywood, Miami, man. Wow. I mean, if he goes to Miami, wow. Does he is he a top four? Absolutely. How can he be? How can he be? Okay. okay. If Would Tua you... can do that, why yeah. can't Lamar? Okay. That will be the speed team of the NFL. Okay, That'll so let me ask team. you. You've got Allen, Hurts, Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. Where does he rank in there? Is he a top is he number four or does he go to number one? Well, Jalen Hurts is Lamar Jackson light, man. I mean, I, I I hate. I say three. I would put. Him I, in. I could put Lamar ahead of Hurts if he went to Miami. It'd be it'll be it'll be straws, man. So he has AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. Jalen Hurts does. And now on the other side, Lamar's going to have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Lamar has a rocket. Lamar can run. He's faster than all these quarterbacks. Right. He's led this league in rushing. You know, as a quarterback, yeah. he's broken the quarterback rush. That team would be exciting, man. That thing would be a track meet. Okay. I'm getting excited about that. that. Yeah, he would fly off draft boards. Wow, he would be a league winner. Essentially, it's yeah. just where do you feel comfortable taking him? Yeah, I would rush to get him. And I said this two weeks ago. And if you have a dynasty league and it's your off season and you need a quarterback, find the Lamar Jackson guy. Let's let hope he's frustrated. Hope he doesn't see the potential value and make a move now before he ends up in Miami. Because once he does, there's no acquiring him. Right. Like nope. all these moves are predicated on acquiring guys before the news or the, the exactly. is out on them. That's you a know? great point. Yeah. You, I you know when I deal with people in trade toss, I can't stand it, man. When you're trying to make a move for a player well after the fact, the news has already broke. Like when Russ went to Denver last year, no one was giving up Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy. Right. No. There's a, the time to get him was before that because the talk was Aaron Rodgers could end up in Denver. Right. That hmm. was the time to go get Jerry Judy, not when the guy already got there. You know, this mm-hmm. is Lamar Jackson, huge man. If he goes to Miami, yeah. All right, so that's uh, that's what we're gonna have to wait for to find out where right. he ends up to see where we can draft him. Uh, the number three guy, Justin Herbert, uh, that would be a non-valuable pick if you drafted him as the number three quarterback because he did not play well this season. Uh, I'm not going to say it's him. Talent's obviously there. But he finished behind Kirk Cousins. He finished behind Trevor Lawrence. He finished behind Daniel Jones. So he was not a number one quarterback. He was a high-end number two, uh, a little under 21 points a game. Where are we drafting him next year? Because it's not in the top five. I pray I'm in a league with guys like you that think the same way. I actually am in the league with you. Right. Let, let me make my point here. I want <laughs> I want the rest of the guys in our lead to think like this. I want them to be very down on Herbert. I don't want anyone to draft him in the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round. I want to look at the eighth and ninth round and see Justin Herbert and, and potentially win a league, man. I believe in this guy 100%. Yeah. I think coaching is reckless over there. Right. Maybe he gets better. Maybe he doesn't. I know he played with some really bad ribs for most of the season. Mike Williams in and out of the lineup. On top of that, Keenan Allen, we never knew when he was going to come back. I mean, to think that after Justin Herbert put up such a great rookie year in year two, all of a sudden now Justin Herbert isn't good, there was a lot of things that were in play here that affected his play, that 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 ended up you know, contributing to what this guy's numbers ended up being. For sure. I still think he's as talented as anyone on this board. 
Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with that. The the arm talent, the escapability. Um, he seems like a good guy. I like him. I like to root for Herbert. I just, as Vinny once said, guys lie, women lie, numbers don't. He finished outside the number one quarterback. Unless there is a drastic change on the team, I would have a hard time putting him in the top six I think he finishes somewhere between, or gets drafted somewhere seventh to tenth. There you go. And I, w- I would be okay with that. If I could Man. get him closer to 10 and he finishes as a number seven quarterback. Salivating. I'm salivating, Good. guys. Good. I'm salivating. I, I would challenge anyone to to that plays in these leagues to allow Justin Herbert to drop to me in the ninth round, man. Are you kidding me? And you, you know what? I had a, this I always come with these weird takes. But um, watching the uh, Chargers-Jaguars game, uh, when I was looking at him, I was like, he kind of looks like Andrew when Andrew had long hair. Okay. Uh, that's my son. Yeah, and, and our audience doesn't know what Andrew looks like. <laughs> yeah. This is interesting. <laughs> Andrew. Great. Um, Great visual we'll, for the audience. We're yes. going to post a YouTube video. Josh, YouTube video with yeah. Andrew maybe. We can yeah, side by side on with Herbert. We'll <laughs> yeah. do a TikTok. TikTok. As, as always, yeah. Cajun Raider with the dimes, man. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. Wow. So uh, so next year, Herbert, we're a little bit... Um, no, no, you are. Don't say we. I okay. Uh, Cashwell is right there with me. Yep. He's somewhere in that 7 to 10, tra- 10 range. Yep. Uh, Mike Wielden is undecided, and Vinny says we're all stupid. No, so I, I didn't say that. I'm <laughs> saying you're both casually wrong, and uh, I hope Herbert goes to the ninth or 10th round for me. That's all. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the next two guys, I don't even know what we can say about them. They, they're young, incredible players with teams that have built around them. It seems like the future is bright. It's flipping a coin. Do you want Mahomes? Do you want Allen? They are who we think they are. They performed right, right in that spot. You got what you drafted. Mahomes exactly. all day long. Josh Allen, he seems like he makes progress and then regresses. Like, I see this guy making so many... Like, this game against Miami, this guy was making the worst decisions I've ever seen. It was, like, horrible. Yeah, I mean, you just have to remember, though, he literally helped people go undefeated the first six weeks of the season. Like, if you had Josh Allen and you had Zay Jones and you had Mark Andrews and you had guys that were all underperforming at the start of the season, it didn't matter because you had Josh Allen. Let's not discount the fact that he injured his UCL. Yep. I mean, his fantasy points dropped considerably after that Jets game. Stephon Diggs took a huge hit after that UCL injury. So that tells me that... Just like you know, you guys want to talk smack about Herbert and his ribs, um, and and don't acknowledge, don't roll your eyes. <laughs> his ribs were bothering him, Mike. Yeah. Plymail, bearded Mike. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. But no, the UCL is real, man. Like it was it a career ender if man. it's too bad. The only yeah. thing I'm going to say about Josh Allen and Mahomes is you got to decide the composition of how you want to build a team by electing to go so early on quarterback. You better hope they have that season where they can get you undefeated because you are passing up a real player, a real running back, a real receiver. You are not winning your flex, so you got to be right because if you're wrong, it's easier to make that mistake in the 8th, ninth, or 10th round. You can recover. It's hard when you draft a quarterback in the third round and he flops. Right. And I'm not saying they're going to flop. I'm, yeah. It's just you're missing out on a good receiver or a good running back, man, and they're hard to find later on. You know. Yeah, no one, I understand that point. Absolutely. The thing I'm looking at is Mahomes' career. He misses very little time. Right, right. His floor is right. so high. Coaching is, is so good. Exactly. Yeah, right. Andy Reid, McDermott for Allen. These guys have reinvented football. They they're, they yeah. have literally tailored the team to their those guys' yeah. strengths, and they're going to allow them to throw and run right. and put up points on your team endlessly. Those every two game. teams, the Chiefs and the 49ers, in my opinion, have reinvented the game of football. Well, the, the 49ers have continued the tradition of 70s football, and the and the Kansas City Chiefs have reinvented the wheel offensively, it seems like. I think that would probably be better to say. Because the 49ers are like an old school, we're going to rush you, smash. put your quarterback on your yep. back, and then we're going to smash you in the run game with freaking wham plays with my fullback. You know, it, yeah. it's, it's, it's okay. two different styles, but they're exceptional at what they do. But All right, right, so, so Vinny, I'm assuming that if you have the 12th pick and the 11th pick in the second round, it goes right. to Josh Allen comes off the board first. Are you taking Mahomes with the next pick? What league are we talking about? Standard po- standard format. Standard PPR. Where, yep. did, where did Josh Allen come off the board? Or where did Let's Patrick just Mahomes? say Josh Allen comes off in the late second round. 
yeah, no, no, I'll never draft it. I don't care who it is. It could be Tom Brady in 07. I'm not taking him in the second round. It ain't happening. Okay, so let's say you've got the fifth pick in the third round, fourth pick in the third round goes to Patrick Mahomes. Are you drafting Josh Allen? No, I, I have okay. no. I don't. Wow. I, you never find a team. I don't think anyone's ever seen me have a team that included Josh Allen. Or I Patrick have not. Mahomes. Didn't know if those seasons kind of uh, changed your mind, Josh. How about I you? Third, I, I had Mahomes this season, and I he I reaped the benefits of it. There you go. So yeah, that and third. You said this is standard round? format. Third. If uh, you have the fifth pick, fourth pick takes Patrick Mahomes off the board. Are you taking Josh Allen with the next pick? Probably not. Okay, there you go. Yeah, I'll take him. There you go. All right, so we got right. one, one sucker. I, I like to hide. I like to find that value in the skill players in the other positions. For That's sure. just me. Yep. I always wait on quarterbacks. It's it's really so, hard. To, it, it's extremely difficult to find value in the first two rounds. In the first two rounds, you're not like, ha you guys didn't know, but this guy's a first round pick. So at the fifteenth pick, yes, you got him three picks later. When you're looking at the guys, you're like, all right, this this guy I'm drafting in the tenth round, he really should be like a seventh round pick and you're getting three rounds of value absolutely but yeah. when you're talking three spots it's a much different value system that you're looking at so i'm going to read you a team and i'm going to read you the order in which it was drafted and then you're going to slot in that you would take josh allen there okay let's All hear right. it it went christian mccaffrey with the number one overall pick that sounds good right and then after that it went aj brown michael Pittman, jalen waddle jerry judy tj hawkinson no quarterback taken yet um Quarterback of the team ended up being, unfortunately, Stafford and Lance. But I was able to acquire a Dak Prescott and pick up Justin Field off waivers. So if you do it your way, it's going to go Christian McCaffrey, A.J. Brown, Josh Allen, or Mahomes. And then I end up with Waddle and Hawkinson and Judy. That's still a pretty solid team. Yeah, it's still pretty solid either way. And the the point advantage that you would have over because if you had Allen putting up thirty one and change a game, now of course you got a little lucky on the fields, but right. Prescott still only finished at twenty points a game. Right. You still you still make up eleven points a game. Right. And that honestly, eleven points a game is a flex player. Right. But I also have. I understand, but there's very few people that will be able to run out four four pass catchers across the board between three receivers and the tight end that is going to be competent all the way around. If we look at our 12-man league, I'm going to put A.J. Brown, and I know Michael Pittman tailed off, but be yeah. realistic, just you know, understand what happened. Because yeah. when Michael Pittman in week one, immediately, like 10, 10 catches, 100-something yards, blowing up. And then obviously things change in Indy, but A.J. Brown, Pittman, Waddle, Judy, Hawkinson. That's gonna. I'm. I'm gonna challenge like you to. Okay, fine. Take your quarterback early. For sure. I missed on mine. I took Stafford and Lance. I missed. That's fine. Lance got hurt early. Stafford went to crap. I worked the wire in the what, trade. What lines. round did you take Stafford in? Eleven. Okay. Eleven so and twelve. You, you missed on Lance, nothing. Right. Lance. An eleventh round pick is right. Is right. Worthless. I missed There's on nothing. nothing. But if I would have chose Jared Goff to be my backup. Of course. Right. Like, you, I mean, you take those fact, swings late. You take those swings late, and you either hit them or you don't. So you for know? me, if you're taking Allen and you're telling me, hey, my guy is going to get 11 to 12 more points, 11 to 12 more points than the guy that I ended up with. Right. So your wide receiver, whoever you're, you passed on, which was instead of A.J. Brown, after A.J. Brown was? Uh, Michael Pittman and then Jalen Waddle. All right. So you don't get Michael Pittman anymore. Right, right, if, right. Now, you had him probably projected somewhere in that 15-16 range per right, game. Right, right. So you missed out on him, and instead, in the round that you got your 11th round quarterback, you now got a wide receiver that averaged, I don't know, 10.5 points. Right. You missed out on 4.5 points. Right. On that wide receiver. Right, Whereas right. with the quarterback, you missed out on 11. So the value right. says, no, you take the quarterback. Doesn't mean that holds true. But it's all about the projections. If you get right. the project projections correct, it would have been better for you to take the quarterback. I had Michael Pittman as a wide receiver one, for not sure. finishing Most top did. fifteen. I had him top yep. ten easy, and he was on track. So yep. it's unfortunate, but I get what you're saying. I just I just have faith that I can wait on quarterback and make it up or find trade lines okay. because I draft so much depth in those positions. I'm usually able to move a guy to acquire a guy. Yep. Well, we're going to be talking about more about this during the off season. But for now, this is going to end our podcast tonight because uh, we don't want you guys to have to stay awake for an hour listening to us by the radio 
at the end of the night like that while your wife's looking at you. So, uh, guys, you'll have a great night, and we'll be talking to you again soon. Good night. Yes, sir. Good Good night. night.